Hello, my name is Mr. C. Welcome to Mr. C's Reading Room. The story you're about to hear is an original story based on true events. The purpose of this story is to educate listeners on recognizing and handling the problems that face kids in everyday life while helping to engage a meaningful conversation. Today's story is titled, JJ and the Internet. It was 2.55 on a Friday afternoon, and J.J. couldn't wait for another week of school to come to an end. He was especially enthusiastic about the upcoming weekend because tomorrow was his 10th birthday, and he was really hoping to get a new computer from his parents so he could play his favorite game, Fortnite, on a bigger screen. He could play that game with his friends for hours, but with the computer he had, the small screen hurt his eyes and gave him a headache after only a few hours of playtime. Maybe I just need glasses, J.J. thought to himself. When the dismissal bell rang, J.J. forgot about glasses, headaches, and school, and he ran to his cubby and grabbed all the things he would need for another weekend of pretending to read and doing other homework. That is, after he searched the internet on the lookout for some new games that he and his friends could play. He hopped on the new BMX bike his grandparents gave him for his birthday a few days before. He said goodbye to his friends Danny and Matt as he zoomed past them and raced for home. When he got there, he looked at his watch. Six and a half minutes, a new record. He dropped his bike by the front door, took the key that was tied around his neck, unlocked the door and went in. He plopped his book bag down in the hallway and went to the kitchen. His parents wouldn't be home for a couple hours, so he decided to get something to eat. Pop-Tarts were his favorite snack of choice. His favorites were the frosted chocolate fudge ones. He grabbed a glass of milk and when the toaster oven bell dinged, he got the two warm Pop-Tarts and headed off to his bedroom. When he got there, he opened his door with the enter at your own risk warning sign on it, and he went in. His computer was on his desk, but getting there was like walking through a minefield. He had to carefully step over and around all the toys, shoes, and the dirty clothes that were strewn on his bedroom floor. When he had snaked his way through the disaster area, he logged into his computer. He wasn't afraid to be home alone, especially when he knew that he wouldn't be by himself for very long. His older brother, Dylan, usually came home from middle school just a few minutes after he did. As soon as he logged in, he heard the front door open. JJ, where are you? He heard Dylan yell. I'm up here in my room. He heard his brother coming up the stairs and heading towards his room. Dylan opened the door and stuck his head in. What are you doing, Slime? Nothing. Just searching the web for some new games. Remember what mom and dad told you? Only go on secure websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah me. Mom and dad said that if you go on any inappropriate websites, they are going to take your computer away. J.J. stood up at attention and raised his hand as if he was taking an oath. Okay, okay, he promised. I will not go on any unsafe websites. But what Dylan didn't know was that behind his back, J.J. was crossing his fingers on his other hand, which, as everybody knows, means that he was really promising doing nothing. Okay, then, I'll be in my room. If you want anything, just knock and then go away. Haha, very funny, J.J. said as Dylan slammed the door shut. Knucklehead, J.J. muttered under his breath. He scanned the net in search of some new games. Although he liked Fortnite, playing it 24-7 for nearly a year straight was getting old. This one looks cool, he thought to himself, after just a few minutes of searching. Vampire Death Trap. This one looks like it could be something. He read the directions of the game out loud so he could hear if it is something he'd like to play. 
Attack as many vampires as you can using silver-tipped arrows that are shot from a rapid-fire crossbow. You can shoot as many as 50 arrows at a time without reloading. He ran on to discover that the game was free. All he had to do was answer a few simple questions. After thinking about it for a moment, he decided to give it a try. After all, he liked crossbows, silver-tipped arrows, and who wouldn't like to knock off a few vampires? He again read aloud, Are you 18 years or older? Well, no he wasn't, but his brother was closer to 18 than he was. He began to type, Dylan Fredrickson, age 18, home address? Whoa, he thought to himself. He was told by his parents and his teachers a million times about giving out personal information. Well, it does say that the game is free. What could go wrong? He began to type, 51 River Avenue, City, Scottsdale, Arizona, zip code 85259. That should do it. He clicked the send button and waited a few seconds for the game to download. When it finally did, the game was everything it advertised it would be. Hair triggers and all the vampires you can destroy. He played the game for a couple hours until his parents arrived home. Guys, we're home, his father called out from the bottom of the stairs. When JJ left his room, Dylan was already in front of his door, and he pushed his little brother aside as he walked by. Watch it, will you, JJ warned. Dylan turned towards JJ with a surprised look on his face. Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to the wall. Good, you'll get more from that than you will from me. Yeah, it's probably twice as smart as you are too, JJ replied back with a smile on his face. He clenched his hands in the fist, just in case Dylan wanted some payback for his comment. Dylan suddenly turned toward JJ and pretended to run at him. After living with his brother all these years, he had a pretty good idea of just what to say to set him off. Dylan pointed a bony finger towards JJ. Watch it, slug. When you least expect it, expect it. Ooh, I'm so scared. You better sleep on one eye open tonight. JJ didn't reply, but just put up his hands and motioned like they were talking, all while making a face like a monkey. Dylan just shook his head and headed downstairs. JJ followed behind at a safe distance. Hello, boys. How's it going? inquired their father when they got down to the kitchen. Did you both have a good day, their mom added? Same old, same old, replied Dylan. JJ held up his arms. I got an A on my Spanish test. His mom smiled. That's wonderful, dear. Good work, champ, his dad responded. Big whoop, Dylan said. That'll be good if you want to run for president of Mexico someday. Before J.J. could respond with a cutting remark of his own, his mom stepped in. Don't make fun of J.J.'s accomplishments. We never did that to you, and we don't want you doing that to him. That's right, you're brothers, and you should have each other's backs, the dad remarked. Dylan felt bad, but only long enough to see that J.J. was sticking his tongue at him. He looked at his little brother until their mom and dad weren't looking, and Dylan punched his right fist into his left hand. J.J. just laughed. He knew the chance of Dylan hitting him, or sitting on his chest, or giving him a pink belly were slim, this close to his birthday. When they sat down to eat the Chinese food that the parents had brought home, the family shared the events of the day. Anything interesting happened to you guys at school today? Their dad inquired. Nope, not a thing, replied Dylan. What about you, JJ? Same old, same old, JJ said, using Dylan's favorite reply. Well, I think something big is happening tomorrow. I can't put my finger on it, but I think it's an important date. Their dad commented with a straight face. Do you know what it is, Jill? The seventh. Hmm. No, the date doesn't ring a bell with me either. Dylan rolled his eyes. Yeah, it's the day JJ was hatched. That's right, JJ exclaimed proudly, thrusting his thumbs under his armpit. Just about this time ten years ago, 
Your dad and I were about to leave for the hospital so you can make your grand entrance into the world. Hey, Mom, didn't you tell me that when JJ was born, you almost traded him in for a couple of goats and some pigs? Mom smiled. We wouldn't trade JJ for anything. Well, I think we got the worst end of the deal, Dylan exclaimed with a smirk on his face. Dad dropped his fork on the plate. How many times do I have to tell you to stop tormenting JJ? I'm just kidding, Dad. Jeez. That's okay, Dad. Mom told me that when Dylan was born, the nurse kept diapering his head instead of his butt. Both their mom and dad laughed. Even Dylan smiled a bit. When dinner ended, JJ played the vampire game for another couple of hours or so before taking a shower and going to bed. After all, tomorrow was going to be a big day. Before he got into bed, though, he looked skyward and wished one more time for a new computer. The excitement of turning double digits kept JJ awake most of the night, and the prospect of getting gifts just made it even harder to fall asleep. He finally dozed off about 1 a.m. Before he knew it, he was being serenaded awake by his parents and Dylan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear JJ. Happy birthday to you. Although he was still half asleep and his hair looked like he put his finger in a light socket, JJ couldn't help but smile. Next to Christmas, his birthday was his favorite time of the year. Well, maybe it was a close third to the last day of school. But JJ was different than most kids. He and his family not only commemorated his birthday on the actual day he was born, they celebrated the whole week. His parents always said that he was too good of a child to have just one day to recognize his birthday. Dylan didn't necessarily agree with the concept. He jokingly told JJ on many occasions that his little brother's birthday was more like a frightful memory than a celebration. Come on downstairs and let's have some breakfast. Since you are the birthday boy, his mom said, you get to choose what we have for breakfast. He thought about it for a moment. I think I'll have some scrambled eggs and bacon. You got it, champ, his dad declared. Oh, and I like some toast with the crust cut off. I know, his mom added, lightly toasted with strawberry jelly on it. Don't forget the chocolate milk, too, he declared with a smile. His dad rubbed his head. You got it, champ. Dylan couldn't stand the sugary sentiment a minute longer. Would you like me to feed you? J.J. contemplated the offer for a moment. Nah, I think I can handle it. You sure? He thought about it some more. No, I'm good. Dylan snickered to himself. What J.J. didn't know was that he was thinking about feeding him all right, but to a lion or a tiger or maybe a great white shark if they were ever near an ocean. The family liked to play practical jokes on one another, and today was no different. The family sat and ate breakfast without another mention of J.J.'s birthday, which suited Dylan just fine. All the while J.J. was eating, he looked around the room to see if there were any signs of what his parents were going to give him for his birthday, but he didn't see anything. Whatever it was, though, he knew one thing for sure. Dylan would probably give him a gag gift before giving him his real present. Last year, Dylan gave J.J. nine rolls of toilet paper, one for each year he was alive. When they finished breakfast, their dad stood up from the table. Uh, I think I'm going to go take a nap. His mom nodded her head. Yeah, I think I will too. Sounds good to me, Dylan added. All three started upstairs. Suddenly, J.J. grew concerned. Maybe, he thought to himself, he wasn't going to get what he wanted. He'd probably get some lame shirt, socks, or worse, underwear. But just as soon as he was about to give up hope, his family stopped, turned around, and yelled, Surprise! His momentary fear, which had suddenly come over him, left as quickly as it came. And he was once again smiling. I knew it, J.J. stated with glee. 
as they all came back towards him. His mom gave him a tight hug and kissed him on the head. Many happy returns of the day, my darling little boy. His dad was next. He too kissed JJ on top of his head. Have a great day, huh, champ? I will. It was Dylan's turn next. When he pretended that he was coming close to kiss him on the head as well, JJ pushed him away. No thanks, I don't need any spit on my hair right now. Dylan feigned a shocked look. You sure? Your hair looks like it's seen a ghost. It was hard for JJ not to laugh. No thanks anyway. No problema. Anytime you change your mind, let me know. I always have a big loogie ready for you. I'll keep that in mind. JJ had waited long enough. Okay, you guys, show me the goods. The goods? His dad queried, acting like he had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, my birthday gifts. <sighs> Did you remember to get JJ's gifts, Jill? She snapped her fingers. Darn, I knew I forgot to do something yesterday. Well, I guess you're just going to have to wait until Monday to get your gift. Dylan laughed. It was classic. His parents really did forget about JJ's birthday. With sudden glee, he stepped forward. Well, I got something for you, and it's something you could really use. He left the room for a second to retrieve the gift. He came back with a box that was wrapped with paper that said happy birthday on it. It's something that I know you can use, Dylan commented as he proudly handed the box to JJ. But JJ smelled a rat. Dylan was too happy for the occasion. He carefully shook the box. Whatever it was, it was heavy. He ripped open the wrapping, and to his dismay, he discovered ten bars of ivory soap. He took out a couple of bars and held them up for all to see. Ah, you shouldn't have. No problem. No, really, you shouldn't have. Do you and all of us a favor. Use the gift, Dylan exclaimed, as he waved his hand in front of his face as if he was trying to shoo away a nasty smell. J.J. took a bar and tossed it to Dylan. Here's an early birthday present for you. Do us a favor. Take your own advice, he laughed as he waved his hand in front of his face. Dylan walked away. Finally, J.J. thought to himself, I got rid of him. I've got to remember that comment for future use. But just as he completed his thought, Dylan came back with a smaller wrapped gift. Here, happy birthday. Dylan may be a royal pain, but he never gave him two prank gifts for his birthday. He ripped open the wrapping and then opened the box without hesitation. This is so cool. Thanks, Dylan. What is it? His dad questioned. J.J. held up the gift. It's a football. It's a signed football, commented Dylan. Yeah, who signed it? J.J. wanted to know. Your favorite football player, Deion Sanders. Really? No way. How did you get it? My friend Danny knows a friend of a friend who knows a friend, blah, blah, blah. J.J. couldn't care less. All he wanted was the football. Thanks again. No problema. While J.J. was talking, he hadn't noticed that his mom and dad had left the room. He realized it when he saw them pushing a large box along the floor into the kitchen. Whoa, what is it? His dad shrugged his shoulders. Uh, I forgot. Do you remember what it was, Jill? She rolled her eyes. I think it's a... No, that was last year. Hmm, I guess I forgot too. Well, open it up and let's all find out what it is. He went over to the box and started ripping the paper off. When he had most of the paper off, he could see what it was. It was a large screen computer that he had been wishing for. Immediately, he started thinking about all the things he could do now with the bigger screen. It's the computer I wanted, he shouted. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad, he said, hugging them both. It's not only a computer, his dad added. There's a laser printer in there, too, so that you can print homework and reports or whatever. Cool, but we don't want you to use the computer just for games. You can play games after you finish your homework. Sure, Ma. Sure. Okay, then. Let's get it out of the box and set it up in your room. 
Sounds like a plan, JJ commented. Dylan, JJ, and their dad went upstairs to JJ's bedroom to set up his gift. He couldn't wait to tell his friends about the cool presents he got. After around an hour, Dylan and his dad had the computer up and running. Remember what your mom and I told you, JJ, his dad warned as he was leaving the room. Don't go onto any strange websites. If something doesn't look or sound right, or if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. JJ nodded his head. Gotcha. He was half paying attention to what his dad was saying to him because he was too busy fantasizing about all that he could do with his new gigantic screen. Dylan followed right behind. Have fun with your new toy, Skeezik. I will, lizard breath. JJ was amazed at how fast the computer was, what the new screen showed, and how the graphics were. The graphics were so real it looked like he was actually in the game on hunting real vampires. He got the new screen just in time too because an hour into playing the game, a pop-up appeared on the screen. The message stated that for a better gaming experience, all you had to do was click yes, and since it was free, there was no reason not to download it. Once he downloaded the upgrade, he could immediately see the difference. The game was much faster and more intense. He was going to have to get used to the new speed of the game if he wanted to get better at it. He promised himself there and then to work at the game until he became a pro at it. For the next few weeks, true to his word, JJ practiced and got better at the game. It was amazing, he thought to himself. If you spend just a couple hours every night playing the game, you really can get so much better at it. That, along with the adding of a few more free upgrades from time to time, really did make the experience more realistic. About a month after JJ's birthday, he and Dylan were surfing the web on JJ's computer when they heard their dad yelling from downstairs. Dylan, get your butt down here! By the tone of his voice, they both could tell that his dad was mad about something. Their dad rarely yelled, but when he did, he usually meant business. From his room, JJ couldn't tell what was happening, but he could hear some kind of commotion. If Dylan was getting toasted by their dad, he didn't want to miss a second of it. He quietly snuck out of the room and went to the top of the stairs where he could hear everything but couldn't be seen. I swear, Dad, I didn't order anything or download anything. We'll have this bill for $554, and there's your name next to these charges. Dylan Fredrickson, right? I'm telling you, I don't download any games, and I never heard of the game Vampire Death Trap. Oh, snap, thought JJ. Did he say Vampire Death Trap? He strained close to the railing to see if he really heard what he thought he'd heard. Then how did they get your name and our address? I have no idea, but it wasn't from me. Well, you're going to pay for this out of your allowance. I told you I didn't download any Vampire Death Trap game. JJ swallowed hard. He suddenly realized what had happened. The information he put in when he first downloaded the Vampire game was what his dad was talking about. He began shaking. He wasn't sure, but he thought he heard his dad say something about a $500 bill. He had to go down and see for himself what happened. When he got into the kitchen, he noticed that his mom had just arrived there as well. What's happening, James? Your son here downloaded $550 worth of stuff. What? Dylan, why did you do that? By now, Dylan was seething. I told Dad that I didn't download that stupid game. Well, if you didn't do it, who did? Just then, JJ decided to enter the fray. What happened? This doesn't concern you, champ. Dad is blaming me for downloading some stupid game called Vampire Death Trap. Vampire Death Trap? He acted as if he'd never heard of the game. Their dad turned his attention back to Dylan. You're going to pay for this bill, and I'm taking the computer out of your room. That's not fair. I told you a hundred times that I didn't download the game. JJ started back up through his room. He was usually glad when Dylan was getting ringed by their parents, but this time was different. 
He was actually feeling bad because Dylan was taking the heat for something he really didn't do. He was halfway up the stairs when he turned around and went back down to the kitchen. He was 10 years old now, and he was going to try hard not to cry when he found out how disappointed his parents were probably going to be, especially when they found out the real truth. And they had a $500 bill hanging over their head. Dad, he interrupted, I have something to tell you. Not now, JJ. But Dad, I know what happened. His dad turned his attention to JJ. What do you mean? JJ looked down at the ground. It was me. I was the one who downloaded the game, and I used Dylan's name and our address to get it. But they said the game was free. I didn't know they were going to charge me to play. He couldn't hold back from crying any longer. I'm sorry, Dad. Don't yell at Dylan. I did it. How many times have I told you not to give out personal information to strangers, especially on the internet? You never know who you're sending the information to. JJ ran to his mom and hugged her tightly. I'm sorry, Mom. I thought the game was free. She never could stand to see JJ crying. Well, you made a mistake, honey. We all make mistakes. But I'm not even really worried about the money. What I worry about is what if the information was given to someone who's pretending to be someone they're not? I know it was wrong, Mom. He looked up with tears now streaming down his face. You could take the money out of my allowance. His mom wiped the tears from his eyes. Well, don't worry about that now, honey. I just hope you learned a good lesson. I sure did, he admitted. I'll never download anything or give out any information unless I get your permission first. Did you learn anything else? His mom wanted to know. He thought for a moment. Yeah, if they say that something is free, that's not always true. And what has Dad always said about things that seem too good to be true? They probably are too good to be true. His dad had by now calmed down a bit. Well, sport, we're going to have to take your computer away. You can use my computer, but for schoolwork only. Nothing else. No video games for a month. JJ nodded in agreement as he wiped his eyes. As far as he was concerned, he was getting off easy. But from that day on, he couldn't help wondering if the information that he gave out about his brother and his family would one day get them all in real trouble. I'm sorry you used your name, Dylan. And I'm sorry for accusing you, Dylan, his dad added. That's okay. I was starting to wonder myself if I did download something. I'll call the credit card company and explain what happened. Maybe they can reverse the charges. Mom hugged JJ once again. Come on, it's time for dinner. This original story is based on true events, written and narrated by me, Mr. C. Mr. C's Reading Room is a production of Chapter Marketing Incorporated. Our supervising producer is Brian Sledge, and executive producers are Brian Sledge and yours truly, Mr. C. For additional information on this and future topics that affect children and the world they live in today, or if you have any questions or comments, you can contact the show at askmcrr at gmail.com. Thank you.